Welcome to Keeping It Israel, brought to you by First Century Foundation. This weekly podcast explores how your Christian faith connects to Israel and why standing with Israel matters. Now here's your host, Executive Director of First Century Foundation, Jeff Feuders. Well, welcome to the Keeping It Israel podcast. And uh, my guest today is uh, a returning guest and a very good friend of mine, Isaac Karasanti. Isaac, welcome back. Thank you, Jeff. It is such a great pleasure and honor to be back with you again. Well, I uh, appreciate that. And uh, we have become good friends over the last few years. And I miss seeing you. I miss I miss being there with you in Israel. And uh, I think it's 2019 probably is the last time that uh, we connected in person. But uh, we're hoping that that is going to come to an end soon, right? That's some of yes. what we're going to be talking about today. But uh, before we before we get to talking about travel and, and what's happening in Israel right now, um, give us a little bit of a recap. We were just talking before we came on about some of your history and your family's history. And I think uh, some of our viewers would, would love to hear about how you and your family came to the land of Israel and, and the deep roots that you have there. Excellent. Thank you very much. So my family name is Carasenti. Carasenti is a Spanish name. And originally the family came from the northwest part of Spain, Galicia. And uh, you know that until 1492, there was a very big Jewish community in Spain, including my family. But uh, in 1492, the Queen of Spain was Isabella. Her husband was King Ferdinand. They came to the Jews and say to them, right now we want everybody to convert to Christianity. All of you must become Catholics. Otherwise, uh, you must leave Spain within three weeks. If not, we are going to kill all of you. Well, of course, that the Jews didn't want to convert to Christianity. So most of them decided to, to escape, to leave Spain. Vast majority of the Jews ended up in Central East Europe. However, on the other hand, there were only 2,000 families that decided to return back to their homeland, which is uh, Israel, without stopping in, uh, in Europe or in Northern Africa. My family was among these uh, 2,000 families. So my family arrived in Israel in 1492. And since then, we are here. You have to understand that Israel back then was a very small place. There weren't so many cities, towns, and villages like today. In Israel, back then, there were only four cities. Tiberias, which is by the Sea of Galilee, Safed, Upper Galilee, Jerusalem, and Hebron. So when my family arrived here, half of the family went to Tiberias, other half went to Safed. Nowadays, uh, me and uh, my close family will live in Haifa, which is in the northern part of the coastline. Excellent. I just uh, love that history. It's it's extremely rich and uh, actually speaks of, of, you know, the diaspora coming back to, to the land even before, uh, you know, Israel became a nation and uh, your family was there to witness it all. Very, very cool history. Isaac, yeah. you're a, uh, a tour guide, uh, a class A number one, excellent, uh, amazing, <laughs> awesome tour guide. I know that's always how you... Uh, uh, you know, introduce the bus driver, but that's also you. And you we have loved and enjoyed being able to uh, travel 
travel under you and uh, also have you on the TV show a number of times. And um, the reason we wanted to talk to you today, you and I spoke uh, back in August on a podcast about Israel and what's happening with with the pandemic and travel and all of those kinds of things. And we wanted to just check in with you today and find out uh, what's your perspective on what's coming. We've heard some news this week. And so uh, share with us just a little bit. First of all, uh, first of all, share um, what this last year and a bit has been like for the tourism industry and for you as a tour guide. Thank you. So the last year was uh, from tourism point of view was uh, a disaster, catastrophe. Because from March 15, 2020, until now, until this very moment, we didn't have even one, one working day. We were still at home uh, unemployed. Uh, all of the tour guides, bus drivers, uh, hotels were closed until a few weeks ago. Uh, restaurants, uh, gift shops, everything. All, all of the tourism was completely hmm. dead from March the 15th, which is more than a year. But, you know, when the pandemic uh, began, not only tourism, also, you know, many other places in Israel shut down, like uh, factories, schools. Only today, only today, we opened in 100% all of the schools in Israel. Until today, until today, most of the schools were closed. They opened on and off, on and off. You know, when uh, the number of new cases increased, we closed the schools. Then we opened for a week, then we closed on, off, on, off, and uh, it was uh, terrible. Also, the situation in Israel was very bad, because in the very beginning, we didn't know what to do, you know, how, how to deal with this uh, COVID-19, like in all other parts of the, the world. And the rate of uh, unemployment in uh, Israel reached up to 35%. We had, mind you, before the corona, rate of unemployment in Israel was a little bit more than 2%, 2.2% unemployment was in March 2020. Oh in the summer of 2020, 35%, 35% of unemployment. We are talking about more than 1 million people in Israel lost their, their jobs. Now, the government helped uh, a lot. So the government decided uh, to pay uh, all the people in Israel 70% of your average salary. I mean, okay, what is your average salary? We will pay you 70, 70%, and they promise to continue to pay this until June of this year, 2021. And uh, then we lead from one closure to, okay. to another, but uh, thank God, thank God from December, you know, with the vaccine, you see how things in Israel started to improve dramatically, very, very fast. You know, the first uh, vaccinations of uh, Pfizer arrived in Israel in, uh, in December. In the very beginning, Israelis were extremely mm -hmm. suspicious. But uh, one good thing we can say about our leaders, all of them gave a very good example. For example, the first one, who got uh, the, the vaccine was our prime minister alive Saturday night in front of TV. He said, here is my, my arm. Here I'm going to get the, the, the vaccination to show you 
no conspiracy, this is 100% safe. And our president, you know, other ministers, so people started to believe it was quite difficult, but within a week, everybody started to, to realize that that's it. Then uh, they gave the priority, people from the age of uh, 70 and older were the first ones, etc., etc. Me, for example, I got uh, vaccinated in January, uh, the first and the second shot in, in January. And since then, you know, Ministry of Health didn't believe. But since then, you see how every day the number of new cases has decreased, decreased, decreased. So from the end of January, Slowly, slowly, we started to come back to, to normal. You see many people return back to their, uh, to their jobs. You see how factories that were shut down opened uh, again. Public uh, transportation, they worked on uh, half capacity, now 100% capacity. Offices, all they were closed, or people, you know, Zoom, people were working from, from their homes. Now everybody is back to, to the offices, to the factories. Uh, cinema, theaters, restaurants slowly, slowly started uh, to open because before that it was only takeaway. And uh, you see more shops uh, started uh, to open. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, last ones are us in, uh, in tourism. Mind you, right now, all of Israel is open. Everything in Israel is open, one, except of tourism. Tourism in Israel is still uh, shut down, even hotels were opened uh, <clears throat> last month, and they work only with uh, with Israelis. And uh, I tell you, it's, it's amazing, because uh, right. nowadays, right. if you want to find a room in a hotel in Israel, no matter if this is in the north or in the south, you cannot. All of the hotels are fully booked, because Israelis cannot go overseas. Mm-hmm. Many of them are dying to go on vacation. The only option to go on vacation is in Israel. So all of the hotels are, are, are fully right. booked. And, uh, you know, we put very heavy pressure on our Minister of uh, Tourism. I said it makes no, no sense. You know, everything is open. Well, what about us? And slowly, slowly, Israel uh, started to allow Israelis to go overseas. So we said it made no sense. Like if Israelis are going to places like Greece or, or France or, or England, okay? Over there, they get mixed with the local population and come back to Israel. Mm-hmm. Why not to let people from these countries that got vaccinated to come to Israel? So thank God, thank God, the miracle happened. <laughs> Last week, they made a special announcement that from May 23rd, May 23rd, Israel will be open. Now, how Israel is going to, to be open? Okay, okay. Uh, Right now, they gave a list of eight countries, eight countries that we have, we, we are making agreements with these uh, eight uh, countries. United States of America is one of them, unfortunately, sadly, and from the bottom of my heart, sadly, Canada is yet not in this list of the, the, the eight countries, but I believe that it will come soon. And uh, the agreement uh, says that uh, only vaccinated uh, people from these countries can come to to Israel. In the very beginning, they are talking about groups, mm-hmm. not uh, individuals. Only organized groups can come to, to Israel. 
Now, only people that got uh, vaccinated, this is number one. Number two, on top of that, 72 hours before the flight, even when you got vaccinated, you have to take a corona test. You arrive at Ben-Gurion Airport, you have to show the results of the corona test, which is negative, and you have to take a serologic test. This is a blood test with a needle from your finger in order to make sure that uh, your body had reacted to the uh, vaccination, to make sure that your body is, is healthy mm-hmm. uh, for this uh, vaccination. And I don't know how it is going to be, because to make a blood test, how can you do this in the airport? But Ministry of Health insists to do this, and only when the results are final, then people can come to, to Israel. So far, so far they say that wow. not uh, any group can come to Israel. You will have uh, to apply Ministry of Tourism and uh, to fill the forms and to say, for example, my name is uh, Jeff uh, Features and I have a group, I want to come to, to Israel. And then they have to confirm your request, yes or no. Because I said that in the very beginning, Israel will allow 20, 30 groups per month to come to Israel, not more than that. Even, let's say, we will have 200 groups that want to come to, to Israel, no matter. The authorities will allow only 20 or 30 groups. So you apply, and then or they confirm, or not. Now, all of this, we have to, to pray that no other variants in the world, because Ministry of Health said, as soon that uh, we will hear about a new uh, variant of Corona, maybe even in New Zealand, in India, I don't know where, then we stop, we cancel uh, everything, we will close Israel uh, again. So we hope that, you know, this, this is at least this is the beginning. At least this is the beginning of something. Wow. Yes. <laughs> well, this uh, pandemic has been extremely, extremely unpredictable for sure yes uh and i i say that because i know when we talked last august we were you know hopefully optimistic that maybe in november 2020 or at the latest maybe march 2021 yes we'd be traveling back to israel and uh of course that's not transpired but um you know it's it's been an interesting journey now I have the Israel statistics fresh in my memory because I I actually looked these up yesterday and uh, have been having some discussions on my uh, social media (laughs) feeds about them. But but uh, Israel in January, mid January, your rolling average of new cases a day was seventy five hundred seven thousand five hundred a day new cases in mid January today after after well over 50% of the population has been fully vaccinated and most of the rest of the population has had at least one dose. That's kind of where you guys are at right now. Um, Your rolling average, rolling seven day average for new cases is now only 180. And I believe yesterday there were only 34 cases or Saturday there were only 34 cases. So, So these are the numbers that we're talking about. And um, and I can understand. I can understand your government wanting to be cautious and careful because you have uh, achieved pretty great success with the vaccination program. You know they want to be cautious, not not letting uh, you know the 
the uh, virus back into the country, essentially, if, if you want to yes. talk about it. Yeah, exactly. So so I, I get all that. But I also understand that I'm desperate to come back to Israel. And there's so many that that, you know, are, are waiting and wanting to be yes. able to travel. You know, you it's interesting. You talked about all of the Israelis that are just dying to go on vacation. And so the hotels there are, are jammed with with local people. And we fully understand that. I um, purposely I, I brought a prop because I purposely when I got back from my last trip, um, not not to Israel, I was in uh, Los Angeles. I was in California in March, early March 2020, 2020. And uh, I, I flew back and it was within days after that, that everything here in Canada shut down. North America was, you know, starting to figure out that this was a this was a thing. And um but I purposely left on my on my side table beside my bed, I left out my passport and my last boarding pass. I don't know if you can see that there, but um, look at the dust. Can you see the dust that's on I it? I see. Yes, that's OK. That's that's it's almost that's, white. That's dust. Wow. I thought that the camera something it's is almost wrong white. with the camera. And I wouldn't. Yeah, I, I wouldn't let anybody touch it because I I, I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to jinx at all my my uh, opportunity to travel again. So it's been sitting there for however many months. What is this now? 12, 13 months. And yes, 13 months. Um, I'm desperate to use it again. But uh, we're yeah, we're, we're hoping to come to uh, to Israel this year. God willing. I mean, that's willing, really yes. what we are hoping and praying. Amen. Amen. And um, probably not with a group this year, probably not with a group this year, but but uh, hopefully by March next year, um, we're, we're really praying that we can we can have a group uh, sort of an Israel only tour come next uh, next spring. Um, yes. Amen. That's amazing. The sort of <clears throat> planning that has gone into this. I've been on a few calls with um, with the Ministry of Israel Tourism with our representative here in Canada and with, uh, I think it's Gal Hanna, who, uh, who is the uh, tourism minister uh, or the, the representative for here. And um, so it's, it's very, very hopeful, I guess, that we can, that we can get there again. So let me ask you this. Uh, you've been off work all this time. As a tour guide, what is it that you miss the most about about guiding groups around uh, your beautiful country? Oh, <laughs> I'm missing a lot. First of all, to, to see people, to talk to people from all over the world. I miss uh, guiding, as a guiding. I miss uh, showing them our beautiful, uh, beautiful country. But I tell you one thing, there are no tourists, but every week, every week I get into my car and every week I go on a sightseeing tour by myself. And uh, because I tell you, this year, on the other hand, was a great year for archaeologists. Because, uh, mind you, everything is shut down, right. so archaeologists can work very hard. What they cannot do in a, in a normal year. And I can tell you that uh, during the, the last year, here in Israel, we have a new amazing, amazing, amazing archaeological uh, discoveries not only in, in remote places 
when yet there are no roads, uh, so you have to walk to get there. Even in places like uh, Caesarea Philippi, Caesarea Philippi, you remember the entrance to the cave of the god Pan. Over there, they discovered the, the remains of yes. the Byzantine church. I'm sure that uh, you read about it. So I went there to see it with my own eyes. I did. And I talked to the archaeologists that were uh, walking there, or uh, Herodion. I don't know when was the last time that he went there. If you will go there now, you will not recognize the, the sites. It's, it's amazing. So, yeah, I miss a lot, you know, to show Israel to, to people. But when you will come back, God's willing, this year, you will be amazed, amazed with how many new discoveries we have so far in Israel. Yeah, I can't wait to come back. Actually, in 2019, we got into Herodian with um, one of the archaeologists from Hebrew University. Uh, and it was uh, it was closed that day. We got in just with him and he took us kind of behind the scenes. We actually got to see the theater and and the gallery, the 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 room that they found just above the theater where, uh, you know, all of the officials would go and sit and the beautiful frescoes. And we got to see that uh, before it was open to the public. I don't know if it's been open to the public yet. Has it? Yes, they open it in uh, December. They open it to the public. But uh, they discovered a few, few new uh, pieces of uh, frescoes uh, over there, uh, pieces that describe the Actium uh, battle, which is a very important battle in the history of the, the Roman uh, Empire. They discovered the uh, inscriptions written by the builders that were building uh, this room, and uh, even some inscriptions yeah. in Hebrew. Some of the builders uh, most probably were Jews. And also, they exposed the main entrance, the original Herodian main entrance to Herodium, the main gate, and even the stairs that led from the foot of yes. the hill all the way to the top. So now when you come to Herodion, you don't take the, the old path. You go to the foot of the hill and you walk up the original Herodian steps to the Herodian gate. And through awesome. the Herodian gate, this is how you make your way into Herodion. It is amazing. Yes. You know what? That's that is amazing. They uh, I wasn't sure if they'd have that done yet. When we were there, we got to go in and see the stairs, but it was all it was all still built up with support beams. Yeah, and, well, scaffolding and they were, and all they were still excavating. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Well, that's awesome. I can't wait. I can't wait to come back and look. Um, <laughs> What other archaeological discoveries in the last in the last year? I mean, I'd heard about the Byzantine Church. I'd heard about Herodian. Have there been any other uh, discoveries that you can uh, comment on? Yes, of course. You know the Philistines' uh, city of Gat, hometown of uh, Goliath. Then they made more excavations uh, over there, and they found uh, the remains of the the, the wall and the remains of uh, the city gate of Gat. Near Gat, they, it was only last year, they found Ziklag. You remember when David came to Achish, the king uh, of Gat, for the second time, and uh, he said to him, send me to one of the fields, a city, so giving him a Ziklag. So they discovered a complete new city, Ziklag, where David uh, stayed uh, in the wow. Besor Valley. Also some amazing, amazing uh, new discoveries and a few more important biblical sites. Phenomenal. 
that's that's uh, you yes. know that's the stuff we love to to see that's the stuff we love to hear the stuff we love yes. to see yes. and learn about because it helps to bring the bible to life Alive. it helps to you know um helps christians understand that uh you know what they what they read in the bible is uh you know can be can be validated and that's you know so important of course yeah, yeah. Isaac, you are um, you're an amazing guy, and I've uh, I came across somebody actually uh, recent recently who uh, I want to tell you about this connection because we are about to uh, our show is about to go on to uh, a network called WLMB in Ohio, and uh, a gentleman named Jeff Millingsgale um, was on a tour, and you were his guide a few years ago. And he came across one of our videos, you and me on, on YouTube, and he saw it and he said, hey, we want this for our for our Christian network. So so my connection with you helped us uh, helped us to get onto a U.S. network with our television show. So I wanted to say thank you for that. Yeah, welcome. And, uh, what a blessing. He uh, <laughs> really enjoyed you as his guide. Thank yeah, you very amen. much. It's amen. my pleasure. Uh, listen, yeah, you're you're getting ready i guess to uh to welcome groups as much as will be possible and i think that um you know that's that's very very positive very exciting for for israel and especially for your industry the tourism industry and uh so i want to wish you well and wish you all the best um with with what will be what will be groups coming into the land now 20 to 30 groups help me put this into perspective 20 to 30 groups a month um what would the normal traffic have been say in 2019 how many groups a month would be coming into israel i can tell you in 2019 in israel we had a 4.5 million tourists 4.5 million yeah, i have a calculator here let me make quick calculations so let's make 4.5 million. Let's divide by 12, by 12 months. This is 375,000 tourists a month. Let's say average group, average group, let's make it 30 people, divide by 30. So we are talking about 12,500 groups a month in, in 2019. <laughs> From 12,500, we go down to 20, maybe 30. <laughs> wow. Yes. And there's a, a yes, lot of uh, a lot of tour guides. A now, lot of tour guides will be vying for those 20 to 30 groups. I tell you, this is this is tough. This is tough because, sadly, I can tell you, you know, I'm a member in our union. Of the tour guides union during this year more than 30 percent 30 percent of tour guides in israel left left this profession for good some of them went to become to be school teachers hmm. and that's it they found uh, good jobs as a teacher at school they stay they will never come back many others the youngsters i mean people in their 20s 30s they went to study high tech and uh, they found good jobs in, in high tech. They are doing very well. They will never come back. 
some old guys. I, I, I don't need to offend anyone, but when I say old, people who are 63, 64 years old guides decided that's it to retire to go on, on early pension. Uh, you know, in Israel, for a woman, 62, you go on pension. For a man, 67, you go on pension. So we lost uh, more than 30% of uh, two guides uh, in Israel. The others, like me, that, you know, still okay. uh, stay and pray. Yeah, now the competition will be, wow, this will be tough. Imagine to yourself, everybody yeah. at home more than a year. Now you will have only 20 groups a month. It will be crazy. It will be like the, the beginning of the third world war, you know, just for the chance to, to get a group. <laughs> and <laughs> we hope for the best, but what can you do? What wow. can you do? And uh, I tell you something else. Uh, you know, it's a question, who came first, the egg or, or, or the chicken? Because last week, last week, I decided to go and to visit the, the holy places. Because before that, I went to see all of the uh, archaeological sites, new discoveries, as I told you. Last week, I went around the Sea of Galilee. My heart was a crying. Jeff, every single holy place is closed. Mount of the Attitudes, Tapka, Capernaum, closed, closed, closed. River Jordan, Yardenit. Baptismal site, closed. Everything is closed. I went to Jerusalem. Okay, Jerusalem, no, must be open. Nothing. Most of the places are, are shut down. Get Semani. Ah, I went to Mount of Olives. I got a culture shock. You remember Mount of Olives, the viewpoint? It is crowded 24-7. Yes. Jeff, I was there one hour by myself. You know, really, I was thinking about you. I said, oh, why? If Jeff would come here... You know, with your crew, you could make the whole show from Mount of Olives. I was there one hour alone by myself. I waited purposely one hour to see maybe someone will come. Maybe. Nothing. Gethsemane. Open only four hours. Eight to twelve. Old city. All churches are closed. Mm. Holy Sepulchre. Open only Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. That's it. Garden Tomb only upon request. So I was asking myself, okay, if tomorrow, you know, groups will start to, to arrive, what is going to happen? But I believe that as soon as groups will start to arrive, also sites will be open. I hope. <laughs> it will take some time, but it will happen. Yes. But I tell you, never ever yeah. in my life I saw so many holy places closed. You know, even when we had wars, in Israel, like, you know, with Gaza, with uh, Lebanon, uh, Intifada, all of that, never ever it happened that holy places were shut down. Even when there were wars, everything was open. This is the first time in my life, in my life, that uh, wow. I see that the Church of the Holy Sepulchre is closed. Yes. So it will be tough, but we have to be Crazy. strong and patient. It will come back. Yeah, amen. We're praying. We're praying that that will be the case. And uh, Isaac, thank you so much for sharing. You've given us such a great perspective on what's been happening in Israel and and uh, what 
Yeah, and on what we can expect, I think, going forward. I think that's that's been amazing. And so we uh, we thank you for joining us today. You're welcome. My pleasure. And uh, appreciate you taking the time. And we hope that uh, not next year in Jerusalem. I hope I hope this year in Jerusalem, I'll be able to come and, and take you out for a coffee, for dinner, something so that we can uh, uh, reconnect and and reengage in, in Jerusalem. We look forward to uh, to seeing you again, my friend. Thank you very much. Well, thank you for tuning in to Keeping It Israel today. We hope you enjoyed the show and my conversation with Isaac Karasanti. Isaac's an amazing guy. And I want to share an illustration that he actually shared with me off camera uh, that kind of gives you some perspective about what's happening in Israel. You know, he said as, as tour guides in the tourism industry, they have felt like they've been literally in the desert for these last 13 months, kind of wandering in the wilderness. And, and he said, you know, we can now see the oasis. We can we can see the water. We know that that something good is coming. But there is a huge high fence between us and the water that we still have to climb. And, and so they're still facing some challenges. But we hope, we hope that uh, you will be able to join us for a tour. Certainly in 2022, we are planning to uh, host a tour in the month of March. And we would encourage you to watch our website. Remember, First Century Foundations is a ministry that exists to support the land and the people of Israel and to educate Christians about the Jewish roots of our faith. We're a charity and we rely on your generous donations. If you like this podcast, if you like Keeping It Israel, then please consider giving. You can go to our website, firstcenturyfoundations.com, to learn about the many humanitarian projects that we support in Israel and to find out how you can be a part of the critical work that we do. We thank you in advance for your giving. Your generosity is making a huge difference in many lives in the land of Israel. Uh, don't forget to hit the subscribe button down in the lower right-hand corner if you're watching this on YouTube. If you are listening on one of our podcasting platforms, then please subscribe to our podcast there and uh, share a review. That would be so helpful to us. We also encourage you to like us on Facebook, First Century Foundations, and uh, look forward to engaging with you in the future and staying connected to you as well. Remember, the land and the people of Israel have a special place in God's heart and play a critical role in history. So more than ever before, as Christians, we stand with Israel. <laughs>